0: Hey everybody, my name is Dave Jackson and this is Tales from the Backlog, a video games podcast where I bring in guests to talk about the games we play. My guest today is a friend of the show, one of my co-hosts on a top three podcast, and author of The Book of Love, Aaron Engel.
1: That was very funny. He didn't tell me he was going to say that. That was very funny. (laughs) Dave, glad to be back, man. Always have fun on here.
0: Yeah, for sure. Good to have you back, man. And today we're going to be talking about It Takes Two which is a uh, kind of co-op action platformer developed by Hazelight Studios and published by EA in 2021, winner of the Game Awards Game of the Year 2021. And if you don't know what It Takes Two is about, It Takes Two is, uh, elevator pitch here, a mandatory co-op game with uh, creative platforming challenges and uh, let's just for now say a divisive story. So, going to get some opening thoughts about the game just real quick. Aaron, did you like this game? Did you have fun?
1: Yeah, no, I actually really enjoyed the game. Uh and if we're doing like kind of like a like opening thoughts kind of thing, uh what I would say is that y- y- you know, it- it's it's maybe the best platforming game ever made. Like if you think about it, one of the things that uh you <laughs> know, I know I've, Yeah, that's a I wild mean, wild statement. Yeah, I mean, like, dude, like like I said, you, you can say what you want about the story, but as far as, like, the gameplay that's involved, like, I feel like they kind of did what, like, the N64, like, Mario game did in terms of, like, in terms of, like, a platforming game where it just felt like I was doing stuff that I had never done before in a game like that. Uh, it never really felt repetitive. It always felt like exploring uh, my surroundings uh, was, was a good idea, which is something you don't get a lot from, uh, you know, at least for me, at least the platforming games that I play. So uh, yeah, I would say like if you're talking about just like strictly the gameplay, like it might be to me, aside from maybe like Super Mario Galaxy, the best platforming game ever made. say what you want about the story but just opening thoughts like yeah like it it really just made me feel like i was playing like that kind of game at its like at its best like i don't think there's a platforming game like that last i don't know x amount of years that i've that i've enjoyed uh as much as that so yeah, yeah, I I would put it up there on like the upper echelon of like platforming games, or at least like 3D platforming. I I, I really don't know. Is is that how you would describe it? Like a platforming game? Is that like technically yeah, what it is?
0: It's, it's for sure a 3D platforming game, and I I agree with you. The platforming is good. I don't think it's anywhere near like the best platforming game I've ever played. Definitely not. It's not. I don't think it touches 3D Mario levels of platforming. I think that's kind of best-in-class, but, like, it is really good platforming, and so, like, part of my opening thoughts here is that this game's a ton of fun to play. Like, Aaron and I played this game together, people listening. It's a co-op game. Aaron and I did the whole thing together, so, like, when we were playing, we had all these moments over and over again where we were just like, holy shit, this is so cool, and that doesn't always happen in platformers, and I think it's because this game does change it up so much, Um, However, the other part of my opening thoughts is that this has one of the worst stories in a game that I've ever played. Uh, A lot of games have stories that are so bad you stop paying attention, and this game's story, in my opinion, is so bad that I had to pay attention because it was so just poorly conceived, I think, Uh, and I'll I'll get into that uh, when we get into specific stuff. Those are my opening thoughts, though. A horrible story really really fun gameplay. Maybe the biggest divide between how good I think gameplay is and how good I think a story is in maybe any game I've played in recent memory.
1: So And that, and that's fair cuz you're like one of those people that's like if I don't really like like if I actively hate a certain part of a game like it's 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 over. Like you know, I I but here, let me ask you this question real quick so like can you think of like a platforming game that's come out in the last 5 years that's Maybe even ten years. That's better than this. Like that wasn't like a remake of an older game.
0: Yeah. So like, I think Bowser's Fury is better than this. The new, you know, that's Mario three you, you D thing. Keep saying that's so Bowser's dope. Fury is incredible. I, I think I think Super Mario Odyssey is better than this as a complete package. Um, because this game has a, a unique advantage where they they literally change what game you're playing every single level, and like, so that's sure. a pretty unique thing for this game mario games don't do that so a mario game has to continue to like iterate on what you're doing platforming wise throughout 15 to 20 hours or if you're playing odyssey you know 75 hours the fuck long <laughs> four that game hours takes. yeah i got
1: bored because it was so easy
0: <laughs> yeah uh yeah so like yeah i think and i mean like i think uh if we're gonna go to 2d games i think celeste is a better platformer than this you know there's definitely better stuff. I, I think Hollow Knight, the platforming in Hollow Knight, okay. is better than this. You know,
1: I was just referencing like the 3D yeah, platforming yeah, yeah. Right, aspect. Right, there are right. clearly much better 2D platforming games than this, right?
0: Yeah, 3D platforming is kind of weird. It's it's like maybe on its at its base level, 3D is not as good as 2D platformers a lot of times. I think I agree. So anyway, we'll get into um, we'll get into that uh, in the uh, episode proper. Which, uh, before we do, I want to give the Tales from the Backlog spoiler policy. If this is your first time listening, uh, this is the way the show works is we're going to go no spoilers for quite a long time, and then we're going to go um, full spoilers after a like very, very um, noticeable spoiler wall later in the episode. So if you haven't played It Takes Two, fear not. We're not going to spoil what happens in the story. We're not going to spoil some of those cool gameplay stuff. Uh, until much much later in the episode so let's uh let's get into it So we always get the show started with our kind of personal histories with the game that we're playing. What got us interested uh, in playing these games? How did we first hear about it? So, uh, Aaron, you were the one who kind of told me about the game. So where did you first hear about this?
1: I'm like 90% sure the way I heard about it was like seeing on play. I'm trying to remember if I saw it first on PS4, PS5. It It doesn't matter. Either way, it was on like the... Upcoming games thing. Um, so I I I saw the trailer for it and I was like, that seems really, really interesting. They did they did that. It takes two baby, like throughout the whole like trailer for it. So I was like, (laughs) all right, so I'm in. Uh, but I I I think nobody toys. I think this is the first time I've been in your podcast where Ryan Errington did not recommend this game to me. But yeah, I saw the trailer on PS4 PS5. Uh, and then, you know, I decided to do a little research on my own, watch some gameplay from it. And I was just uh, like, I'm, I'm into that 3d platforming type stuff. Like that's kind of what I grew up on with like Spyro and Crash Bandicoot and Mario. Uh, so, uh, when I saw the gameplay, I was immediately like, oh, I got to play that. So I played it a little bit with my roommate at the time and then he moved out. So I never got to finish it. Uh, and I played it with Dave. And one really, really cool thing about the game is, is that Dave did not have to buy the game. If you buy the game, your friend can play it with you for free using like a friend pass. So I was able to play this like triple A title game. It cost me $60 with Dave for free, which I think is just which, which was like really, really cool, especially a, a game that like forces you to play multiplayer you you cannot play it by yourself um but yeah yeah I I, I mean like I said I've always been into the 3d platforming uh genre and it excited me and so I I knew as soon as Dave was like yeah I'll play it with you I was like cool I can actually finish this game
0: yeah and you're you're also much more into playing games co-op than I am so like you're kind of more tuned into like what kind of new co-op games are coming out you know you hate co-op. I hate so co-op. Much. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, like I asked him to play Rocket League the other week, and he was like, "I oh, don't know. I'm just not having fun with it." <laughs> well, that's a that's <laughs> a, a Rocket like, League problem. Just, that's not a co-op problem. That's so, fair. like
0: the thing the thing is like this is why I hate co-op. And you and I kind of experienced this. So we we wanted to play this game together. It takes uh, it took us twelve hours to beat the game, and how long did it take us to play through the game? It took us like two months. yeah yeah
1: month uh month and a half two months yeah something like that just lining up our schedules and me deciding last second that i would rather get drunk than hang out with dave like uh, a couple of things you'd you'd
0: rather watch a pelicans game than play games with your best friend
1: that's (laughs) actually probably closer to the truth i think like five excuses i gave you were all pelicans games and i gotta tell you dave i don't think they want a single one not important though
0: right so actually, they did win. The last time when you were excited about CJ McCollum's first game, they did win that game, oh, So congratulations.
1: Only one won. one in like
0: two buds. So that's why I hate co-op. It's not, it's not that I don't like playing games with people, although that's a factor. The main thing is, though, like trying to schedule to play through an entire game is a giant pain in the ass uh, for me uh, because our time zones are so messed up and stuff like that. So yeah, like, if I
1: worked for shift, we would never have played this game. Like yeah. n- like never, we never would have had matching schedules.
0: Hundred percent. So like I'm, I don't know that that kind of opened it up for me. But like I was kind of interested in this because I knew that the uh, the guy who directed this game, he was the one who made Brothers: uh, Tale of Two Sons, which is a game that I think is really really excellent. So I kind of knew there was like some pedigree here that I could trust uh, that the game would be fun. People always talked about how fun the game was, even though the story is divisive. So yeah, as soon as I found out like that, I don't have to buy the game myself and we can just use that friend pass. It was a yeah, like, let's do it.
1: Oh, free AAA game that I can play with my best friend. I mean, yeah,
0: for sure. He pays $60 and I pay nothing. Yeah, sign me up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's
0: uh, that's kind of what got me into um, playing this. And uh, yeah, like I said, it takes twelve hours uh, to play through, give or take. That was our play time. And I feel
1: like we and we explored. Yeah, like, we, we, we we took we, we our time. We looked around and played the mini games and all that. Like, I'm actually surprised you said twelve hours. Like, I thought for sure we played at least like fifteen or sixteen, like at the very least, which doesn't sound like that huge of a gap. But when you said twelve hours. I was like, fuck, that's really not a long game, dude.
0: Yeah, it. It felt kind of long sometimes, but it's um, like the levels are pretty long, but the game itself is not, not super long. So don't, don't worry too much about that. This isn't like, um, I know there's a lot of people who play like Divinity Original Sin 2, like fully co-op through the whole game, which is fucking insane to me because that, that game took me over a hundred hours to play by myself. God forbid trying to schedule that with somebody else.
1: Yeah, I played that through that game solo. I tried playing like four different times with my friends, and it was always like, yeah, we did 1,800 things, and now you're 30 levels behind us. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll just finish this on my own.
0: Yeah. So, uh, It Takes Two. Let's get into kind of what this game's all about, uh, what makes it stand out, and uh, we are going to start with the, uh, the thing that I don't like so much first. We're going to start with uh, the story. So... The story set up for It Takes Two is that you play as a married couple, your co-op. So one person plays the guy named Cody. The other person plays as the uh, woman named May. Uh, I played as May the whole time Aaron was Cody. And uh, they are planning on getting a divorce. They talk about this in the opening cutscene. Their daughter kind of overhears them. And then you have a talk with them, uh, with the daughter. Uh, The daughter's name is Rose. And, um... What happens is uh, Rose, this is where it starts to get weird, uh, Rose has these handmade dolls uh, that look like her parents, kind of. Uh, she takes them out into the shed, and she tries to, she does this like play acting with the dolls, repairing their relationship. And she's crying, and as she wishes that they would stop fighting, her tears fall onto the dolls, and then the real Cody and May are kind of transported into the doll's bodies and you play as these doll versions of uh Cody and May. And yeah, so the the game is all about trying to uh not get a divorce and uh trying to save this relationship and to you know, stay together for the kid, basically. Uh and one thing I noticed in that opening cutscene that put me off already is that uh Rose is out in this shed by herself and she's reading this like Kama Sutra looking book that's called The Book of Love. And I'm just like, she Rose is like seven years old. Why the hell is she reading where, this out in the shed by herself? Did
1: she get, where did she get the book of love? That could mean anything.
0: Yeah, well she she says in the opening or in the ending cutscene uh where she got the book. So we'll talk about that in the spoiler section. Oh but she why the fuck is she reading a book called the book of love alone in a shed? She's like seven.
1: Yeah. We could also easily just say that Rose is the creepiest child in the history of children, like for 45 different reasons, but creating dolls of her parents and playing while reading something she found called the book of love. Like automatically you're put in a position where you're like, am I, am I accidentally playing a horror game? I didn't sign up for. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And so that book, the Book of Love, uh when Cody and May are kind of turned into their doll forms, uh, the Book of Love becomes animated. Um, and it's uh kind of the na- the name of the author of the book is Doctor Hakeem, and so that's the book's name. And uh we, we should camp out on Doctor Hakeem for a second because uh, this is we should talk about him. We should yeah. talk about this. This is by far the thing I'm going to remember the most about this game uh, after I'm done <laughs> because uh, Dr. That's, Hakim
1: that is, that is.
0: Dr. Hakim is uh he is this anthropomorphized book um who is always kind of pelvic thrusting around the screen and he has this just insanely like stereotypical racist mexican accent yeah racist mexican accent like i i hesitate to call it racist cuz i don't know who is involved in creating this i don't know if it was a you know hispanic person that's involved in creating dr hakeem but like it is the most stereotypical like hispanic mexican accent you can possibly imagine and uh, dr hakeem just pops up during the thing and he just shows up all the time like hey Cody and May we need to fix your relationship And it's the most. Dave
1: is doing that exactly right. That is exactly what he. Dave is not. That is exactly what it sounds like.
0: It's. It is insane. And so he keeps popping up, and he just keeps. He shows up to give you this insanely like basic, basic relationship advice. Like it's kind of set up as he's this like lovable but also wise, uh, but also weird character. But it turns out that he's just. Like, one of the most annoying and worst video game characters I think I've ever come across. Like, I was trying to think, like, is he as annoying as Navi? Yeah, he is, because he talks more than Navi does in Ocarina of Time. Is he more annoying than, like, I don't know, I was trying to think of other annoying video game characters to compare him to, and he, he is... He can't he's he's one of the worst i don't know who thought this was a good idea i mean i know who thought this was a good idea because yeah. this is like one guy's this creative outlet
1: through, this went through multiple people of accepting yeah, it this did, yeah hey you guys want to hear my impression of dave every time dr hakeem came on screen okay dr hakeem pops up dave ah oh, god damn it yeah
0: every every oh, time he's back. Yeah. <laughs> Cody and May, you need to collaborate. You're never going to fix your relationship. Your daughter is going to run away. She's going to live in the woods and be raised by
1: wolves, eh? Cody, you do not know how to sexually satisfy your wife, huh? I got to <laughs> tell you. I got to tell you, like, 30% of my enjoyment of this game was me and Dave using the Dr. Hockey voice saying yeah. things that he didn't say.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like,
1: we, we would, like, literally, like, when a cutscene would come up, we would not pay attention to the cutscene and just say funny Dr. Hockey things. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, he is absolutely the worst. Uh, I was, like, you know, I was a young man when we started playing this game, you know, hopeful, thinking Maybe. Just maybe he's not going to be the third... Like, like he's not going to be the third main character in this game. And he is around forever. Every time the story starts getting kind of, like... Either sappy or emotional or even somewhat coherent... He just pops up. And, like, this Spanish, like, classical guitar... Like, some Esteban shit starts, like, playing (laughs) (laughs) playing in the background. Like, no, this guy is the worst, and the only reason he's even somewhat redeemable is because of how funny Dave and I think each other are in doing impressions of him.
0: Let me tell you, if I was playing this game with someone who, like, was not up to do, like, really disgusting lines in the Dr. Hakeem voice together, I would have, uh, like... Dropped it. this, I don't know if I would have dropped it, but this would not have been nearly as enjoyable as an experience. I would have just sat there listening to him, like, just say the most basic thing, like, Cody and May, you need to listen to me. I am the love doctor. You need to listen to each other. Listen and to had- what the other person says. And I'm like, okay, like, yeah, that's duh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. His
1: mustache. No, I'll, I'll tell you, like, 100%. Like, I like was looking at like user reviews of this game and the amount of people that think dr hakeem is funny like really really like grounded me i was like oh shit like not only was this a good idea to whoever created this game like a lot of people are like lmao dr hakeem's so funny lmao with like some <laughs> emojis i'm just like holy shit did you grow up in arkansas bro like that's <laughs> funny to you dude but what shout, I, what shout I mean, out
0: to listeners in Arkansas. You sh- you, shout out. you know better than Dr. Hakeem. Yeah, you don't I'm need Dr. Hakeem.
1: I'm just trying, I'm trying to think like of a city in Arkansas to shout out. Can't do it. But shout out to all y'all. I was, but I was like, I was
0: playing this and, and like just just thinking like I'm imagining someone who's like you know. Playing this game, and they're like, "Holy shit! Doctor Hakeem is making some really good points. I'm gonna re I'm gonna reexamine the way that I treat my relationships <laughs> in life.
1: <laughs> I, I gotta go call my mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I gotta go.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm out in the garage right now, but I'm gonna go inside and try and like patch things up with my wife. I learned something from oh, Doctor Hakeem.
1: How awkward? Because it was like it wasn't awkward me and Dave. Like, how awkward do you think it would be if there was like a couple in like A weird relationship, and like they decided to play this game together, and all it's doing is bringing to the forefront all the problems every problematic relationship has, and then working through it with a fucking talking book. Like, do you think it, do you think the game itself like mended relationships more than it destroyed them, or destroyed relationships more than it mended them?
0: i'm i'm gonna say that like i have a hard time thinking that this game has any effect whatsoever on anybody's relationship it it
1: made no it made it all worse the guy was just yelling at him if you're
0: the type i think if you're the type of person who is going to get like real relationship advice from this game then your relationship was probably doomed already (laughs) like if you're if you're that is the right answer you're, you're looking at this and you're like holy shit i need to like help my partner like follow their passions in life or like, uh, I need to listen to what my partner says. Right, dude. <laughs> and they're like, wow, I learned something today, you Jesus know,
1: groundbreaking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but instead me and Aaron just had a good time. Like saying like, uh, oh, Cody, Cody, don't forget foreplay. My man foreplay is more important <laughs> than penetration.
1: <laughs> We we could literally do this for hours. We did do this. For <laughs> we hours. did do this
0: for hours. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that's uh that's Doctor Hakeem. Uh, Doctor Hakeem is uh like we said one of the worst, and so he is like the relationship coach uh, for Cody and May uh, to help them collaborate and work together because this is a co-op. Uh, game here. Uh, So they need to collaborate, work together to regain their human form and save their relationship. Uh, And I, first of all, um, I already hated this story when it began, because I think it's operating under the assumption that divorce is bad in every situation. And it's operating under the idea that nobody should ever get a divorce. Uh, especially not you two, Cody and May, who clearly hate each other. Uh, clearly you, you should are not bad. get a divorce. That's what this game is saying right from Jump Street. And so I hated this right from the beginning.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I like same here. Like I, I got a very like Disney movie vibe from it, but with like, it is, of, yeah. like emotional context that makes it make sense. You know what I mean? Like eh, without getting too far into it, like the characters weren't even really that good. No, like, the, char- yeah. the characters are horrible. They're both they're they're all very bad, except for like, except for Moon Baboon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <That's it. laughs> except for except for Moon Baboon and that elephant. That's oh, it. <laughs> um, like okay, so I was thinking about this, and I was thinking like, what if this was just Honey? We shrunk ourselves, you know, and like the parents. It is accidentally. Well, yeah, but not with a divorce angle. It's it's just literally Cody and May. Um, they accidentally get shrunk because like they got in a fight and uh their daughter went out and cried and the the same thing happened but just remove the idea of divorce from this game then it would be a lot more tolerable but then i don't know what dr hakeem would be talking about because obviously dr hakeem had to be a part of this game but <laughs> Dave, Dave, like, part of the creative Dave, vision here—you're
1: <laughs> you're trying to talk about how the game could be good. If the game was good, Doctor Hakeem wouldn't exist. I don't know if you ever played that. Like, did you ever play Grounded? You know, what I'm talking about. It's yeah, I, I, I never played it though. Called. Right. So, like, if they would have taken like that aspect from it, I agree. Like, the whole divorce patching your relationship—basically, the entire story—I think detracted from what that game could have like actually been versus like what it was. Even though I did enjoy playing it, but mm-hmm. they could have taken. Of like that, like just taking like the, like it's a video game. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to like talk about like divorce and shit, especially if you're gonna do it in like the most problematic way possible, the most but, childish
0: way possible.
1: Yeah, dude. And 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 again, we, we can talk about it later. We're talking about the story. I think that's intentional, even though it's bad. But yeah, I, I totally agree. If you would have taken that, like that sort of context out of it. Like you could have put together a game where like the fact that I have to think about it and talk about it and make fun of it means it was a bad idea. And the gameplay was so good that I feel like they don't even need a story. And that game would have been better or at least like a, a really tight, like drawn out one. This
0: game could have had the most generic. Like I said, honey, we shrunk ourselves. Now we need to figure out how to get back into our real bodies. That would have been fine. I think that the story in this game like actively takes away from the game experience.
1: Yeah, dude. And you could have even brought the divorce thing into it and had them organically come to the decision that they are better with each other without having like a fucking racist, like, you know, Latin... Whatever you want to say, book fucking yelling at them the entire time. They could have come to that decision organically, and it would have made a lot more sense. Would have been a lot more enjoyable, and we wouldn't have spent fifteen minutes talking about how fucking stupid this shit is. Yeah. So they, the
0: Cody and May are are transported into these doll bodies. They're shrunk down they are, if you think about this, this is an extremely traumatic uh, experience. And so if you like, just think about the way that we're describing this game, you know how this game is going to end. And so what they're suggesting here that like, oh, these, these two characters, they have uh, big relationship problems. Divorce uh, should not be an option for them. And uh, the way to fix it is to put them through a horribly traumatic experience where they have to uh, go through all of these things that would like legit scar somebody in this situation, like they're just going to bounce back from this whole thing after this is all done. That's how you fix a uh, problematic relationship. Everybody is, uh, by going through a fucking magical (laughs) situation like this.
1: (laughs) It's, it's basically the, we should have a kid theory. Like, you know what I mean? I was thinking like,
0: what is the kind of person who's going to play this game and really connect with this story? What is this? Who, who is this story for? You know, and I, I don't know. I mean, other than if you are a seven year old whose parents yeah, are currently kids. divorcing, correct. maybe, but yes, like, correct.
1: There are weird elements in it though. You yeah, know what I mean? It's, like, It's, it's not to, a game be...
0: for seven year olds. It's not
1: correct. Correct. And, and and I think like, you know, at least like w- when I imagined the ideas that were going through their head, they were like, okay, this is going to be a dog game disguised as a children's movie. Like I get that double up on the adult part of it. Like if you really, really want to make it good and you, you, you're really tied to this story. Like you finish the script and you're like, this is brilliant. Like, right. Like then, then double down on the adult. Cause like you get some parts throughout the game where you're like, Oh shit, they just cussed or, Oh no way. They're not doing that. Are they? And you're like, and those to me were like the coolest parts of the game is when they draw you out of that, like storybook feel. They should have doubled down on that. They should have been cursing the whole time. The game should have been twice as violent. Like I said, if if you're going to make the story that huge of a component in that kind of game. Double down on the shit that makes an adult want to play it, you know?
0: Yeah. So I'm not going to assume anything about like the experiences of the people who made this game. But I just don't know. Like, I don't I am not having an easy time imagining who's gonna like really connect with this game because it's not Correct. set up as this light-hearted thing it's it's set up in a way that you can tell that this the the person who made this game or the person who directed this game his name's joseph ferris uh who's been a part of like i said brothers <laughs> a tale of <laughs> two sons um his a way Tons out have
1: been married for 50 years <laughs> yeah
0: so i'm not going to assume anything about his life experience but like He says uh, in interviews, he makes it a point to talk about how everything in the games that he makes serves the narrative and the narrative is the most important thing. And playing this game, I really don't see that uh, at all. Like, I I don't understand how this made it through other people. And they're like, yeah, this is great. This is a great story
1: I think this story is uh, is is terrible. What you'd have to think is, like, like you know, they knew that they were making, and, and and again, I alluded to this earlier, but, like, I knew that they were making sort of a revolutionary game. To, to me, like, the, the game they made was meant to show off, like, the capabilities of what the PS5 and the new Xbox have, right? And they knew they had that part, right? I mean, I, I, I didn't play his other games, but, I, I mean, were they, like, really, like, t- did that Brothers game have, like, a really good story?
0: Yes, it did. It has an excellent nice, story right? and it has yeah, like them, incredible yeah. <laughs> emotional moments, which makes right, this cool. even weirder to see like the same person who made Brothers, which had a, an ending that made me cry, the same person made this game, which like, ha, like I said, it, it has one of the most different reasons. it has one of the most offensive, like offensively like ignorant stories that I've ever played. It's bad. All right. The other thing here is that uh, the guy who made this game, he clearly thinks that he is the shit. Um, And there's an example. So he got famous a couple years ago at the Game Awards. Uh, When he accepted an award, uh, he he yelled, fuck the Oscars, and everybody laughed, right? So that was cool. And then this year when he won, or last year when he won Game of the Year, he yelled, fuck the Oscars again. All right, cool. So you you have a catchphrase now.
1: You're you're very funny.
0: There is an Easter egg in the game. Uh, we missed this, Aaron. I saw it on YouTube. There's an Easter egg where you're you're picking up radio signals during a thing. So you can, you know, point at one space and you you hear Dr. Hakeem talking, uh, which we've been over, Dr. Hakeem. You point to Perfect. another space and you hear Rose talking. And then you point to another space and you hear his fuck the Oscars speech in the game. This just like kind of unlocked this idea of of like what this guy thinks of himself and um yeah, really, like rubbed me the wrong <laughs> he's way.
1: He's the he's the Kanye West of like co-op <laughs> games.
0: So, like, I think the writing in the game is fine. Uh, like, it's not good, but it's not terrible. You know, Correct. like the the conversations are okay. It's just like the the concept and some of the plot beats we'll talk about later. I think are they range from like totally embarrassing to uh like shock value but with no substance and we'll we'll talk about those a little bit right later. almost
1: like you're surprised seeing that and you were like oh shit i guess they're just doing whatever they want to this whole game yeah right I'm with you
0: yeah uh so i will finish up this uh conversation about the story um with a quote from uh pixel project radio uh which is uh friends of the show um former guests on the show, future guests on the show, uh Pixel Project Radio that's um a good show everyone should check out. In their episode about It Takes Two, they said this and I thought this is just such a good summation of like everything that I feel about this story and everything I felt, uh which is that not everything has to be capital A about something, you know? You can just make a game with a basic story and you let this amazing gameplay shine. Instead, they tried to make this profound story and the story fell flat on its face and it detracts from this game, I think.
1: No, no, you don't even think like, you know, and 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 I know because we are going to talk about the gameplay and how much fucking fun it is and how good the graphics are and how smooth the controls are like this. Like when everything else about your game is awesome except for your story. And you try so hard to implement that story, like not into the gameplay, but like make it as important of an aspect to the game. If you fall flat on that, like your, your gameplay, like the fact that we're talking about it so much means that it's a terrible fucking idea. And, uh, it's a it's a very poignant point, you know, and you alluded to it earlier. If they had just taken the story fucking out of it and play, made it just a regular-ass game without a story, it would have been better. 100%.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> imagine Nintendo made a Mario game, and it's the most fun Mario game. But then they, they tried to do this story that's tried to elicit emotions about Mario, and it's just really bad. It would... Subtract from that game. That's that's what this game does, I think. And again, I, I, I mostly feel this way because I think that divorce is overall, like in most situations, if people are talking about having a divorce, if people are having that horrible a time together, they probably should get a divorce. Like divorce is not always a bad thing. It's probably mostly a good thing if people are like that far into this type of conversation, I think. And maybe like my own experiences in life have maybe helped me have that view on it, I guess. Like, yeah, I don't have personal experience with divorce, but I am married. And I feel like if my wife and I ever get to that point where we're having these kinds of conversations, like, it's probably time, you know, like, that's just those are I guess that's my thoughts about divorce. And the the way that the, the way this game handles it is so childish, I think.
1: No. And, and, and I'll even double down. Like I am a product of divorce. Like my parents got divorced when I was young and it was 100% the best thing that could have happened for all parties involved. Thank you. So, so, so like you're, you're not off base when you say that, like divorce is always a bad thing. Like they really do hit you the head over or hit you over the head with it.
0: If it, at no point in this game, do they ever think to I themselves? I never felt like they
1: should get back together.
0: No because they're they're bad people uh mm-hmm. they they clearly don't care that much about each other at the beginning of the game and they they never ever the game never ever presents divorce as an option that has a one percent chance of being good it is automatically the wrong thing uh mm-hmm. for this game and anyway
1: no matter how many times they tell him
0: yeah we've we've been over this uh so yeah and then uh just just one more uh reminder that uh dr hakim is a big part of this game and he's one of the worst video game characters i've ever come across one of the worst
1: Odie, you have to focus more on foreplay may (laughs) needs a little time before she's ready how how is that (laughs) that was was terrible it was good
0: (laughs) (laughs) so now we can talk about uh the good part we we Whoa, we trashed that story for a long time. Now we can talk about the good part of this game, which is the gameplay. Uh, and I, we said it at the beginning of the episode, the gameplay is incredible, I think, in this game. It's so much fun. Um, split-screen multiplayer, uh, so you're not playing like just on your screen. It's split-screen, even if you're playing online, uh, which is good, because sometimes you, it is good to see what the other person is uh, seeing and doing uh, on the other side of the screen. Um, Every level you start out with your basic kind of platformer mechanics, you you jump, double jump, dash, uh, you have a ground pound, uh, you can kind of grapple in very specific places, and then they have these uh, kind of rail slides uh, through the sections where you kind of like, you have, what are those fucking shoes that have like, like, Oak shoes. what? Soap, soap shoes, shoes. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like you have soap shoes, and you can grind on these kind of rails throughout these levels. So before we get into like the ways that they switch this up, Aaron, what do you think about the the basic uh, platforming mechanics here?
1: It's, I mean, like I said, it's it's fairly standard. It's nothing you've never seen. Like uh, the thing, uh, a lot of it comes from Mario. I think the soap shoes thing comes a lot from like those like Sonic, like Dreamcast, GameCube games. Uh, but the, I, you know, so you're allowed to be basic if your controls are tight, like if they're clean, like if you, like I never once in that game, aside from maybe like missing like a, like a grab a thing with R1 and swinging, I never felt like the game was like punishing me for you, you know the way I wanted to do the buttons, and best way I can describe it, it's it's very very basic. You, like Dave said, like every other fucking platforming game. But the fact that it was so clean, uh, made 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 me just like cool with it. Like I said, you you, you can you can be basic like that as long as the c- controller is responding to like exactly what you want to do. It's fine. And I uh, again, ten out. Of, it's 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 super. Super fucking clean in the way that, like, you control your character and the things you do with them. I think it's a little weird playing the game in split screen online, personally. Uh, but, like I said, the controls are so clean that, like, you fuck up and you die one time, maybe two times. The third time, you've got it. It's not overly complicated.
0: Right. That should be said that this is not a super difficult game. There's a couple of like boss fights that were a little bit tricky for us, but they they weren't hard. Um, And yeah, the the basic platforming stuff is um, pretty easy. And a lot of the times you're not even doing platforming challenges. There's a lot of like, you come into a kind of level room and uh, you have time and the ability to explore like at your leisure. This isn't like, you know a Mario game where you you're just going through platforming challenge after platforming challenge it's not quite like that but i agree it's uh it's simple but it's executed really well the controls are really responsive uh it just just feels really good i think this would be a decent game for maybe somebody who like has held a controller before but doesn't play a lot of games i think this yeah. would be okay holding like i i sometimes i hesitate to say that like literally anyone could play this cuz you do have to know how to use a controller but it's not super tough in this game this isn't a super demanding uh game
1: no yeah to like like i said uh, uh right on board with you which is why i think in and even the multiplayer thing a lot of things i read is like hey this is a game like i can play with my girlfriend who doesn't play games or this is a game i can play with my boyfriend who doesn't really play games and we can have this shared enjoyed experience without the pressure of whoever isn't the gamer being, like, upset because it's really easy to pick up, so... yeah. Hey, Aaron, is that your girlfriend over there? (laughs) Tell her to come over here, man! (laughs) It's it's on play of the girl. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, no, Dave's completely right. Like, it, it lends itself to be, like something that anybody can pick up play and master and it's it, it's really not that difficult like it is one of those games where like death is meaningless so it's not like I mean it's very rare that you have to go back really really far after you die too so they they do make the game like easily accessible to people who like don't really play video games either and the fact that it's a multiplayer experience it, I I think it makes it easier for people to like you know if you've ever been in a relationship with somebody who plays video games you're not really either they sort of play video games or, or they don't play the same games you do. It's like one of those games where like two people who, even if you're casual can pick it up, enjoy it and complete it without like a lot of strain. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: totally. And so the, the other thing that this game does really well is as you go through um, each level introduces new mechanics on top of the, the basic platforming mechanics. So for example, uh, one early level, both characters have hoverboards that you can uh, kind of play with on top of your normal platforming stuff. Uh, there's an early level where um, Cody gets uh, these nails to throw and he can stick them in walls and uh, May uh, turns into a giant hammer and she can smack stuff. And so you sometimes you have the same mechanics. Sometimes you need to work together uh, to like, uh, solve puzzles and stuff like that based on like the unique mechanic that your character has. Um, this I think is really impressive because number one, almost all of these mechanics are really fun. you know, they switch it up. Um, i there's only I think there's maybe like one or two where I was kind of lukewarm on it, but like overall they're a lot of fun and uh, they are gone uh, before you get tired of them. Each level's about, I don't know, an an hour or so long. And then that, you know, that hammer and nail mechanic is jettisoned forever. You'll never see it again. And it's replaced by something totally new. So this is like the cool, I don't know, cool thing. It it kept us very interested to see like, okay, a new level starting. What's this level going to have? I bet it's going to be cool. And it was.
1: Yeah. And it's like I said earlier, dude, like it never, I I never got tired of it. Like, you know, I never felt... Like, at least the game, uh, aside from like the cutscenes, never really felt like repetitive to me. Like, they do a really, you know, most platforming games, uh, anyways, it's like you're constantly gaining new powers, but are forced to use like all of them in different ways, like as you go through the game. The coolest thing about it takes two is every single level is a different kind of game. They force you to solve different kinds of puzzles. Like I remember, we had, and I'm not trying to go too far, but like one of the levels is like each of you control like opposite sides of a magnet, and that's how you solve the puzzles and stuff. I was like, this is going to be so like stupid and annoying, and they nailed it. It was a lot of fun. You could like they turn your uh, magnet into a snowboard. Like they they do a lot of really cool shit like that throughout the game to where it doesn't feel like you're just doing the same puzzle over and over again. They force you to always come up with like different things as you're playing the game because you do not always have the same powers.
0: Yeah, and they they do a good job throughout the level that that mechanic is in. Like let's take that hammer and nail thing. They'll start you out with an extremely basic thing that's like game tutorialization 101 right they start you out with an extremely basic thing you learn what your character does then they give you a simple puzzle uh, where your character does it kind of individually then they give you a simple puzzle where both characters need to use their abilities together and then they ramp up the challenge they ramp up the complexity and then Once they've kind of exhausted that, the the level's over and it's time to get rid of that and start a new mechanic. And so like within each of these levels, they do a great job of teaching you what you can do with your your new power for that level. They do a good job of kind of designing increasing puzzles for you to work through. And then it's gone Uh, before you would ever say like, hey, I've done this puzzle five times yeah, already. I'm kind of sick of it. It it never True. gets to that point. At least I Correct. never
1: felt that way. No, same here.
0: And then at the end of each level, there's a boss fight. And uh, this this is not a combat-heavy game. Uh, some of the levels, as far as I remember, most of the levels don't actually have combat um, in them. So even unlike you know a Mario game or something like that. But it does have a boss fight and uh the boss fight will use that level's key like unique mechanic. And uh I don't know about you Aaron, I thought these boss fights were decent? Like they weren't bad. I don't think there's any of them that were bad. There were some that were really really fun, uh but they were all at least fine, you know?
1: Now, I I actually would uh, would uh double up on that and say that I thought the boss fights were actually really awesome. Uh I I think what you're saying what you're trying to say and i'm gonna put words in your mouth because i don't care because we're gonna be friends after this no matter what uh but i think what you're trying to say is they weren't that hard which some of the boss fights i i I mean i think we had trouble with maybe like maybe like two of them but like we play video games so you know it was kind of expected but i i would say they're very very good uh specifically because they make you use things in that level to fight the boss. Like, I remember uh, there was one boss fight where, like, I had to go along this rail and, like, get the enemy distracted while you shot it in the back of the head from the same rail. Like, they do a really, really good job of making the boss fights a lot of fun. But you're right. What I will say is, like, because the game isn't super combat heavy, I would have liked the boss fights to be harder. I would have liked to have been challenged a little more by the game in general. I think I would have been if it wasn't for Dave, because Dave is just like the puzzle solving guru. Like there were uh, like ten times where we would roll into some place and be like, oh, "What do we do?" and Dave's like, "All right, figured it out." I'm like, oh, okay, cool, hell yeah! <laughs> like let's let's do that. <laughs> but the but the boss fights, like uh, I I I thought they were awesome. I had a lot; those were always my favorite parts of every level. Yeah, I
0: I don't want to say that they're easy. They were easy enough uh, for us, but mm-hmm. I can imagine a lot of people. You know, especially if you're playing with someone who doesn't play a bunch of like combat-heavy video we, games like I, I do, I, I'm, I'm sure
1: that, that
0: yeah, I'm, I'm sure that these would be. I'm I think these have a good amount of challenge for what this game is. It would be really shitty if you like have literally no combat throughout a level and then you have a boss that's really hard. I think that would be bad, but that's not what this game does. And another thing they do to mitigate the difficulty of bosses is the way that death works uh, in the game, uh, during boss fights or during like really intense encounters, I guess, uh, you, you don't normally have a health bar, but you do during boss fights. And if you die, um, during a boss fight, the, uh, other character is still going and you just kind of have to hit triangle a bunch of times on PlayStation and kind of refill this meter. And then when the meter is refilled, it, it literally takes like two seconds then you're back. And so if you die, your partner just has to stay alive until you respawn. And uh, we I don't think we ever got a game over during a boss fight, if I'm
1: remembering that right. Not not during a boss fight. There are some parts in the game where they like force you to run like like there's that uh one level where you were like running along like a path and like nails were coming down from the ceiling and you had to like maneuver like through an obstacle course uh together and uh, i think we got a game over too on that because i'm trash and i think there's like one thing like towards the end where we had to do the same thing where we had to survive uh like like through an obstacle course while things were like coming at us that we got a game over on i do not remember getting a game over on a boss during our
0: playthrough at all because it's literally like oh i got two seconds and survive yeah, I got killed. Seconds, yeah, bro. survive for two seconds while I refill this meter. It was fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but the bosses are uh, usually creative. Um, the Even the unique mechanics in the level are pretty simple. So the boss fights by extension are pretty simple. They're puzzly. All of them have some kind of puzzle aspect you have to figure out. Uh, you know, like Aaron said, like, oh, this boss has a weak spot that's covered up. One person go distract it while the other person hits the weak spot, you know, kind of like a kind of like that. If you were if you can imagine a Zelda boss with co-op, they would probably look a lot like this.
1: So correct. And and, and, and that's a really good way to describe it. And I'll say one more thing about the bosses is like when you wait, when, when OK, so the game is like you're you're tiny. And you are going through your house and backyard, basically, like, right, like, so so like you're you're fighting things that are like anthropomorphic objects that you would like have like just around your area. So like it, it was really cool how they had like so one level of the boss is a toolbox and like one one part is like the boss is like an old vacuum cleaner. They do a really good job of that without giving too much away They're They 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 they're very cool. Right. About the only yeah. part of the story that I actually liked.
0: Yeah, I the, the one thing I can say that they did really well is that with this story concept where Cody and May are shrunken down to the size of little tiny dolls, the way the levels are designed, the enemies and the bosses all really play into that kind of visual of like, you are now four inches tall. This is what the world looks like to you now. And uh, they did a good job with that. So... Um, a couple other things about the gameplay, uh, the, um, the levels are very cool and like lovingly designed, I think, to make it really look like that environment that you're in. There's, you know, one where you're making your way up the inside of a tree in the, uh, in the, in the yard. There's another one where you're, you know, you're inside of a greenhouse. And so you have the classic like garden jungle level, the way it would look if you're that small, all the levels are, just just really cool and um you know this is a very this is a linear platforming game you're going through a series of challenges but uh, I I think they're all like designed with the idea of like fun first over true challenge and so I think the levels are levels are good
1: it's a very good game to just play casually you know
0: yeah if you have the if you have the type of brain that can just tune out a story completely Uh, I think you'll really like this game. (laughs) So um, anyway, as you're going through the levels, there are uh, little uh, mini games that you can play that they've set up. So like um, the one that Aaron and I played toward the end of the game is we're going through a level with a bunch of you know just old stuff and there's a chess board. And so me and Aaron can play a game of speed chess against each other. And uh, there's... A lot of other ones. There's a, like a slot car game that I remember, and there are other games that don't directly correspond to like, you know, games you might have around the house. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, we did, I think we did all of these mini games that we actually saw. We did them we once. We didn't.
1: We didn't. I never got a trophy. There's a trophy for it. So we definitely missed some.
0: Right. But like any of them that we came across in the game, and saw like with our eyes, noticed. Hey, there's a game over here. We always yeah, did. Fuck
1: it. It. Let's try it out. Yeah. yeah. Most of them were lame. Like four or five of them were cool. What I did notice is like I won like the first like eight or nine, and then you won like the last eight or. Nine. I think we finished about five hundred in the no, competition.
0: I, I was gonna. Now, do you? You won like seventy five percent of the games. I I beat you in like the last couple. five I, at least. I beat you in a couple of them. Like I kicked your ass in slot cars, but. You a see? lot of them you beat
1: me <laughs> i had no idea what i was doing that game. <laughs> yeah but they're but they're cool it's like a cool little way to like take you out of like the hey we're on the same team but remember we're getting divorced let's flex nuts right here and right, uh, exactly. see who's better and and that was pretty cool even if you
0: some know of what's uh like <laughs> you know what's good for a couple that's going through like extreme relationship tro- uh, problems forcing ambition. them into competitions <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> no way this can be bad
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, so those mini games are cool. And then uh, just another cool thing that they kind of it shows like the love of the level design. As you're going through the levels, there is always like stuff that you can mess with in the levels, you know. I'm thinking of there was like a space themed level where there's these little rocket ships you can go kick and they'll fly off and explode out into the distance. They don't do anything for you gameplay wise, but it's just,
1: they're just cool, just stuff
0: to, you know, just cool stuff to interact with throughout the levels. There's one where you're going through musical instruments and there's a drum set and you can jump on the individual drums and the toms will sound like toms. The snare sounds Mm -hmm. like a snare. They've designed these things in a really cool way.
1: Yeah, there's also like a like a snow themed level uh, where you could like uh, they had like a half pipe with sleds on it and you could like, yeah, make <laughs> you could have one character like basically push the other character and do like half pipe tricks. Uh, There was one level where they just had these airplanes, like, flying in the air, like these little toy airplanes, and I was like, oh, obviously you need this to solve the puzzle, and you didn't. You could just jump on the toy airplane and, like, kind of control it by hanging underneath it. He said nothing important to the game, but, like, really, like, showcased... uh, Again, I think it was just like one of those things that was like, or one of those games that was like, "Hey, like we're trying to show like what the PlayStation can look like, how clean the PlayStation is. We're gonna set up all these kinds of or the 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 new gen games, anyways. Uh, We're just gonna set up a bunch of little shit that you can just like fuck around with, and it was it was fun. I actually enjoyed like messing around with random things way more than I thought I would. It especially since they really didn't serve any purpose at all.
0: Yeah, and it's it's unique in every level too. It's not like you're, it's not like you are just seeing Zelda pots around every level and you just smash the pots because that's what you do in video games. They, mm-hmm. Each level they've thought about interesting things that they can kind of just f- help fill out the level with. And so maybe you're not doing any platforming or combat at the time, but there's something over there you can go mess with it. It'll explode and kill your co-op partner, and you you can laugh about it.
1: And speaking of which, there is a little like Zelda like secret room that's like filled with pots there that was, you can yeah. like bash and shit. That was that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh,
1: yeah. So
0: this game looks really really good, and like you and I played it on PS five, uh, but I have to assume that it looks great on uh, on PC. It looks great on um, like a PS four. I'm sure that it looks awesome, and I I don't think this is a next-gen exclusive. I think you could play this on a PS4. You can, yeah. Yeah. I, I assume it looks great there too, but it's it's just really, really good. And again, that like level of care that went into designing how the levels look, every level looks completely unique as you make your way through these different environments around the house, or maybe some a little bit more fantasy than others. But um, the the way that they've designed it, the way that the colors look... It all looks really, really good. It's something that, yeah, it's something I have nothing but praise for uh, in this game
1: yeah and if if we're going to talk about the level design one of the things that I really like about it is like they fill the space really well like I know if, if, if I go off in one direction and it doesn't look like there's anything there's always something to interact with like off the beaten path even if that doesn't lead to like solving the puzzle or lead to an achievement like if I just decide like hey like fuck Dave I'm going to go this direction I know I'm at least going to find something cool the cool thing about the split screen is we could go off in our own directions and I would be like yo dave look what i found and he could just without having to traverse his way back through the level he could just like watch what i was doing and vice versa it was it it was pretty cool i i really like it when games like fill the spaces they create and they did a really good job of that
0: yeah and even though the spaces are filled with stuff another thing that i wanted to mention is that like it's always pretty obvious what you need to do and where you need to go in each level sometimes in the bigger levels they'll give you map markers uh for like the thing that you need to go figure out but i don't know even though these spaces are filled with stuff i never felt like i was lost and had no idea where i needed to go they still did a good job of kind of giving you clues as to like what you should be doing what you should be interacting with uh, in the level just heard some uh, music from It Takes Two so we'll talk about sound design a little bit I already talked about sound design in the levels like I you know those drums you jump on the uh, on the snare drum sounds like a snare drum you jump on the hi hat it sounds like a hi hat they have all of these kind of sound effects down really really well and uh yeah what did you think about the uh, music and sound design
1: oh the first thing i got to say is this is so stupid and so funny. Is whenever Doctor Hakim appears, <laughs> that fucking Spanish guitar gets me every single fucking yeah. time. Dude, <laughs> like, he like pops like <laughs> ah, It's so funny. Uh, so I'm gonna just point out. Dave already pointed so there's a whole level that's based around music, right, without spoiling anything. Uh, And every it's it's not just like drums you can play. They have guitars you can slide down that make like a slide effect sound, which is really Mm -hmm. cool. Uh, They allow you to create your own music in some ways through some of the puzzles. Uh, My favorite, though, by far, and I noticed this while playing, is whenever you're sliding on something, it's got that noise down fucking perfectly it's so it's like one of those like oddly satisfying things you know that kind uh, of
0: grinding sound effect
1: right right and yeah you know I, I i guess i you know i was kind of like too absorbed into the gameplay to be like okay like you should really pay attention to the music that that's here but uh the the ambiance was was really really good they they do a really good job like you know at, at this point anymore when i buy a new game i just want everything to match up right controls the music that 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 shit was always like really really clean and like i i cannot stress how every time dr hakim comes in they esteban hardcore with that Spanish it, it, guitar. it is it's yeah. so so funny to me i'm glad you but brought up the,
0: esteban i haven't thought about esteban since like 2003
1: dave every time dr hakim came on the screen the first thing i thought <laughs> of was esteban and is that a problem with me yeah probably but like that's what i thought of <laughs> <laughs> while we're on the
0: subject of uh Dr. Hakim the voice acting in it takes 2 is uh i think it's i think it's a weird thing where like i think the script is pretty rough sometimes like the things that the characters are saying to each other don't make sense contextually a lot of times it feels like a lot of um a lot of things that are supposed to be funny but weren't really that funny and then you have like Dr. Hakim all over to the side in his own corner of like whatever the fuck someone was thinking about when they designed that, but I think the voice <laughs> acting like they clearly they told the voice actor for Doctor Hakeem, hey man, fucking go all out with this. And he did. <laughs> we
1: love this.
0: <laughs> he did. The voice acting for Cody and May is pretty good. Like, good. I think yeah. I, I don't like yeah, the dialogue totally. between them, but the voice acting is fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They did a good job. And I like how they made, I, I I noticed this a lot, how like, so you, so May is like British and Cody is American, but their daughter is like crazy, creepy British child. Extremely fucking oh, British. Goodness. She is the and most it, British child that has ever uh, <laughs> existed. <laughs> I, I thought it was, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> but sometimes she would just say things like when you hear like a like a child accent really in any language that isn't your own and even to a degree one that is (laughs) like contextually it could be like really fucking creepy and i i I gotta tell you just based on movies i've seen in my life little british children scare the shit out of me and I wasn't so much going through this game like, oh, my God, I feel so bad for Rose. Like, her parents are getting divorced. She's so sad. All I could think about, like, with, like, the way she would say some lines is, like, oh, she's going to grow up to be a serial killer. Like, like that, like that lady that was a, uh, that, that was the basis of the movie Monster. I'm like, this is her, or- <laughs> this is her origin story, dude. Like, yeah, but if you want to talk about the voice acting, like, he, he, here's what I'll say. Yes, they probably told that doctor Akeem guy to go as hard as possible. But you, 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 it, it's like a it's like a Hayden Christensen in the Star Wars uh, the the prequels. Like, okay, sure, like he sucked, but like look look at what you're giving him to work with. I right, think that exactly. the voice actors did like a really good job. Given what they now, I've never seen anything the other voice actors did, but I would imagine they've probably had better gigs or at least like more properly written gigs that led itself to like voice acting. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I'm not going to let the story get in the way of like, I, I felt like they did a, a, a good job. Like even the guy who played Dr. Hakeem, like, listen, man, you probably knew it was fucked up too. Yeah. You know, you gotta make your money. Yeah. Boo boo. I ain't mad at you. Keep getting them checks.
0: Dr. Hakeem voice. actor. Yes, sir. So yeah. And then, um, I think the music is fine. I think it suits the moments in this game. This isn't going to be a soundtrack that I listen to outside of playing the game, but I think the music is okay. Um, There's one kind of repeating thing throughout the game that I don't like a whole lot, like the motif, you know, whatever the fuck they call it, Uh, God... Pixel Project Radio is going to yell at me for fucking up music terminology, but no, the, Dave, the you're kind better. of repeating melody throughout, I, I'm not a big fan of that song, uh, which is not something I say a whole lot on the show. Um, I think the music in this game is okay. It's fine. It doesn't sound bad. It's just not memorable to me in any way. Maybe because I hate the story and so I'm not associating a song with a story that I love,
1: which happens in a lot of games. I will say like them using that, it takes two baby. <laughs> yeah, that in was a trailer the commercial. And, then, yeah. <laughs> and then never using it in the game. Like oh, yeah, come you,
0: on. They probably like, couldn't, come on. They probably couldn't license that for the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So good sound design uh in the game, pretty much overall, although I'm not a huge fan of the soundtrack. The soundtrack is fine. It's not offensive. Um and like the sound design with what you're interacting with, the way things sound when you're actually playing the game all that stuff is good voices are good um yeah it's really like i guess we can just get into our final thoughts here about like the game in summary now that we've talked about it for about an hour um it's really like i think everything in this game is ranges from like pretty good to outstanding except for the story which is a zero out of 10 i think like it is an offensive story to me personally Everything else is great though
1: <laughs> using the term offensive is accurate uh so I told you earlier this week that I was going to play like a little bit of devil's advocate <laughs> like you with did the story say that. you did and, and 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 so what I will say and you know i I said it kind of earlier is i I do think if it were more of a game designed for children, the story would. Be fine because it just kind of reminds me of like a shitty Pixar movie, you know what I mean? Uh, but if the gameplay were more designed towards adults, I feel like the story would have come off a little better to at least me, you know. So I'm not going to give it a zero out of a ten, but I, I I've also decided that I'm not going to like go out of my way to defend it either. Even though I think there are part like you know, I, I you can see the you can see the parts where like ah, they almost got that right. You know what I mean? Or like, ah, they, 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 they almost had that, ha- had me like emotionally for a second. But but then Doctor Hakeem pops in yeah. and he's like, "Hey, then he, Cody!" Pop, then he pops the fuck in. Cody, you need to trim your bush. That shit is out of control. <laughs> Cody, you need to do cock push-ups, my friend. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, like, and 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 I I I know even making a joke of that, but like literally. Every time the story gets even kind of like, oh, okay, like I should be paying attention. Dr. Hakeem pops in and you're just like, fucking this guy. Like there were even parts, like it's it's like predictable. Like the story is absolutely predictable. Like you, I, I feel like you can follow a structure when you're writing a story and it can be predictable while also being like effective and good. But it was it, it was it was it was predictable to the point where it was just like you're not saying anything i haven't heard before you're not using this opportunity to do things that other people have done in the right way you're you're just basically saying like dude, this is fucking hilarious. Or like, yo, this is fucking meaningful. And and it's not like, you know, yeah. so I, I, I was going to defend it. I, I I won't though. Like, I'm not going to lie to your viewers, Dave. Like, I think there are things you can find within the story that you can connect to. I don't have any emotions. I felt nothing while playing this game, I, except, yeah. except how funny it was when me and Dave were making fun of Dr. Hakeem. I Although have lot. Have
0: not, I have lots yeah. of emotions when I play video games, and I've yeah, talked same. on the show before about games that have made me emotional, games that have made me cry. This is a story that's supposed to be set up in a way where you're going to have big emotional climaxes, and I also felt nothing during this game except for contempt. Uh, basically, they, I felt contempt at a few times. Yeah. Uh, you were like, oh,
1: I saw for this the people in the who Mary thought Kate this Nashville, was good. Like, yeah. yeah,
0: right. They so like I. I I was thinking like, okay, the depth to which they go in these conversations, in this dialogue where a couple is working through their relationship troubles, it is so shallow that you would think it's a kid's movie. Like you said, you would think this is a game for kids. This this has the level of knowledge about relationships that a little kid would have, but the way that some of these scenes play out, and the things that you're doing in some of these scenes are clearly not for kids. I mean, you're not like, it's not like a doctor Hakeem is like, "Hey, Cody and May, you need to have sex with each other right now in front of me." He doesn't do that, but like, <laughs> it's it's so it's not like it's not like graphic. There's not like graphic violence and stuff, but like a lot of the, I don't know, some of the stuff just makes me think this is not made for kids, and it's clearly not made for little kids in the way pokemon or mario is Why right, it little doesn't kids.
1: present itself like that sure. this is
0: yeah it, it's presented as a game that that's going to have this you know emotional core to it and that core is uh totally fucking empty uh in this game but final thoughts again uh, i think this game is a blast to play so despite how much i have trashed this story and trashed the concept of this story i do recommend people play this game because it is a ton of fun uh especially if you can find someone like I had with Aaron, who will just trash Dr. Hakeem with you, you will have a blast playing this game. You'll have a blast going through the levels, doing platforming, fighting the bosses, and then you'll also have a blast uh, making up obscene dialogue for Dr. Hakeem, and that's that's uh, that's what that's the way that I recommend you play this game.
1: Cody May, have you ever considered an open relationship? <laughs> All right, now I feel like I've done it. Too much <laughs> like <laughs> and 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 I'm gonna just piggyback off dave and and I'm gonna give my final thoughts here real quick. The gameplay is astounding it's it's it is so well crafted and it's so much fun and while like the game doesn't last very long, you never feel like you are limited to what you can do inside of this game like everything you explain, it's like i said uh, they they fill the space really well i I I will say, I will give this game, and I've thought about it. I'm going to go ahead and say like a 7.8 out of 10.
0: I do want to make one thing uh, very, very clear, uh, which I I should have said earlier, which is that uh, for as much as I've trashed this game, um, the story, for as much as I've trashed the story and kind of been exasperated about who this game who this story is made for who thought this was a good idea and who is connecting with this if you're listening to this and you felt you know a connection emotionally to the story if you if this hit something within your own personal history or something like that then I'm definitely not trying to take that away from you um, I'm not trying to say that the way you feel is not valid uh, this is the way that I feel about the story and of course feelings are subjective so I did want to like just clarify something i should have said much earlier in the episode and uh yeah if you if you did feel that way and you feel like i'm trashing you i'm not trashing you i'm trashing the people that made this game to be very clear um but yeah gameplay excellent excellent uh very very good so yeah i think it's pretty clear that aaron and i both really recommend this game uh to Anyone who can find someone fun to like co-op through a game with. uh, Yeah, it's, it is a, uh, it's a ton of fun. That's the main thing. That's why we're playing video games, right? We want to have a, a really fun experience. So this will give you a really fun experience. Just, well, I don't need to repeat my thoughts about the
1: story. And I, and I will accentuate with the fact that there is a reason it won game of the year. There, there is a reason it did. Yeah. And it's because it's so incredibly fun. Like it's 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 one of the more fun multiplayer games I've ever played on a non-competitive level. Like it it really is just it's old school, it brings back those emotions. It's no new school, brings back those emotions. It it is very fun and and you will agree that the story is trash because it is, but you will enjoy your experience 100%. Yeah,
0: and that's not something that a lot of games can claim, like a game where you're Correct. you or you I mean, I'm not, I'm certainly not alone in this. Aaron and I are not alone in thinking that the story in this game is uh, bad for several reasons, but uh, lots of people still recommend, in spite of that, Aaron and I are still recommending you play this game. I can see how this one game of the year, although having played this alongside. Some of the other nominees for Game of the Year last year, like uh, Returnal and stuff like that, like I don't think that this game is that good. I can't give, I can't personally, and and who gives a shit what I think, right? But I can't personally give Game of the Year to a game that tries so hard with story and fails so badly. You know, I could say that Bowser's Fury could be Game of the Year because they don't try to have a story in that game, there's no expectations of a story uh but yeah i've made myself abundantly clear. Aaron, uh let's uh let's talk about a top 3 podcast and um then we'll okay. get into spoiler time. So Aaron and I co-host a podcast called A Top 3 Podcast and we are on a year 2 of a Top 3 Podcast now.
1: Fuck we are.
0: Yeah. So uh anyone who wants to hear more of us together uh talk about maybe we'll have an episode later in the future top three worst hispanic accents and we can talk about Dr. Hakeem on the show.
1: <laughs> I could do that.
0: Yeah. We could uh we could have we could just have Bloodbath do the voice the whole time. I'm sure he'd oh be up God. for that.
1: Oh my we should just have him do that like without the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Sorry Bloodbath, but you gotta replace the way you talk with Dr. Hakeem's voice now.
1: You got gotta work with that work for that money, dude.
0: Yeah. So uh, check out a top three podcast, everybody, if you want to hear more of us. That show's a lot of fun. And uh, if you want to support Tales from the Backlog, uh, please go uh, subscribe on your platform of choice. Uh, If you feel like this show has kind of helped you find a new game to play or um, helped you kind of learn about a game to help you make a decision about whether you want to play a game or not, please consider leaving a rating Uh, and review on your podcast platform of choice. That really helps me out. That gives me some feedback on the show. Uh, Very good. So we are going to take a break. Before we do, Aaron, is there anywhere uh, that you want people to find you online?
1: Yeah, I have a pretty sweet Instagram handle that puts out really funny memes. Probably top of the line that I steal from other Instagram handles. But uh, if you want to follow (laughs) at... I don't. I don't even remember what my Instagram handle is. What up? Catch me on Top Three, dude. You guys will like it. Bloodbaths there.
0: Yeah, isn't it Baron Von Engel?
1: I uh, probably. That's my tag for. <laughs> that's my tag for everything. That's that's Aaron Angle. If I were an old timey Zeppelin driving villain, Baron Von Engel. go check yeah. him out. A lot, a lot of sweet frog memes. You just missed out on that by a few <laughs> years. <laughs> I know, dude. I know, dude. If the internet was around in 1926, I'd be like famous.
0: All right. So we're going to take a break when we come back. It's spoiler time for It Takes Two. right. So back with Aaron talking about It Takes Two and now it's spoiler time. So I guess before we get into like story moments, I guess, were there any levels that you thought were just like
1: top of the line really cool? Yeah, all of them were really cool, man. I guess like, yeah, like, you know, what's really weird is the the music level. I think you and I both went into with kind of like a ah, Jesus Christ, we're using her fucking voice and like a symbol shield to solve puzzles and i actually like really really enjoyed that music level like a lot like for a uh for a level that that was a last level that i had almost zero expectation for i had a lot of fun playing that level but really the fact that they added in rail slides to almost everything was the best so i it's really hard for me to pick like a level like thought was better than any of the others or a boss fight that was better than any of the others one of the things that speaks to like the game as a whole is like it's all a lot of fun
0: yeah i just thought there were a few standouts like i i hated that voice mechanic from from may that wasn't very fun uh i didn't you, think you played her that's fair yeah the the tree level was really good i mean that's i think that's like the most famous or like well known level from this game but i thought that was really good with the uh, the army of squirrels against the army of wasps in there, <laughs> that was and that was pretty funny. That ends. Uh, that level ends when you're on the plane and you uh you have like a street fighter fight on top of the airplane against a, oh, against right. a squirrel.
1: That was hilarious. <laughs> that was
0: super. That was super cool. It was like it. it remember that uh, episode of Community where they're playing pinball and it just like goes anime yeah, for like anime. thirty seconds, yeah. and it's like Surely the coolest fucking anime. thing. Yeah. yeah. Dude. That was how I felt during that Street Fighter thing. And I don't even like Street Fighter, but I was like, holy shit, this is really cool right now.
1: I had to like, if I remember correctly, like my character had to control the plane while your character street fought. And if we're gonna go with like specific instances like that, and I know this is something you also want to talk about, when they do the top-down Diablo style level, yeah, where like you're playing like a like a top-down dungeon crawler, that was so cool. Like they do a really good job of like incorporating elements from other styles of video games. That's why for me, like, yeah, you can call this game a 3D action platformer, but Dave's right, they have fighting game elements they have sports game elements they have top-down rpg style elements like they do a really good job of incorporating those other genres like in small ways but like if you're asking me specifically like that top-down diablo style thing where one of us had fire and i don't remember what the fuck you were doing dude i was freaking out that level that was the hardest level to me personally but that was cool as shit
0: yeah i had like you know Warrior class, you know, in that's Diablo. right, that's right, yeah, that's right, that's yeah. right.
1: That was cool, that took me out of the game completely and totally made it worth it.
0: Yeah, it, it was really cool. So, yeah, and I didn't want to spoil this in the non spoiler section because I think some of these are really cool, but it, it literally shifts to like, you know, baby's first Diablo game and it's a yes. good time, and then there's other sections that are like baby's first third person shooter. And they they execute on those. It's, it's kind of, it's really cool. And like, they kept it simple. So they didn't have to like, design a really deep, you know, Diablo combat system. But for, for like 45 minutes, or however long that level took, that was awesome.
1: Yeah, that was that was really really cool, and uh, even it's like you said with like the baby's first third person shooter, like they they totally take you. Like every level they create, there will always be a point where they completely take you out of that level and put you into something else. And it's, it's why the game feels so fresh all the time because you're, it's, it's never repetitive. You're, you're never doing something for so long that like makes you hate this shit. Like they're really, really, really good at incorporating so many different kinds of styles and so many different kinds of genres to where, you you literally you don't know what to expect and you never get bored, which to me are like two like huge factors in whether you know I can sustain like an entire playthrough of a video game regardless of the length. So I, I cannot talk enough about how like aside from the main game, aside from the story, the little things that they do to make this game fun, they nail. Like 10 out of 10, like nail.
0: It is. And like that Diablo level is a good example where like if you've played a real Diablo game or Torchlight or something similar, like you'll, you'll play this and you'll be like, Oh, this is extremely simple, but they, they made it in a way that like everyone can enjoy this, like shift in gameplay. Everyone can have fun with it for, you know, one level. And then before you get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm, this is repetitive and boring. Now it's gone. And this it that Diablo level. I think is like a shining, example of that and same with
1: the underwater level they do like i notoriously hate underwater levels most people do yeah 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 and 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 like i said you're there for like 35 minutes if you if you do it exactly right and then you're gone it it's daunting but it doesn't feel like overly daunting to where like you don't want to get through it both of us like
0: collectively groaned when we saw that it was a water level i remember both of us were like ah god Mm -hmm. damn it water did level did it as good but it was as good could have. yeah it was good and like uh you you swim really fast you it's really smooth and responsive part of the problem with water levels is they fuck with your controls and correct it's, it's awkward clean. it but in this game it's clean yeah it's good giant scary fish around yeah <laughs> the, an angler fish going around I remember like Absolutely I horrifying. saw you swimming toward it, and I was like, "Oh, Aaron's just going to go see what that angler fish will do." And then it ate you, and you were like, "Okay, I'm satisfied. Let's uh, let's do the level now."
1: I yeah, there were a lot of points in the game where I was like, I saw something that I know is going to kill me. And I'm like, I got I gotta see how they like animate this killing thing. I gotta see in the angler fish. If you guys get there, I'm not going to spoil this. Go towards the angler fish, man.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: All right, let's uh, let's talk about that
0: elephant scene. That seems to be one of the most famous... Oh, (laughs) boy. Oh, boy. Seems to be one of the most famous, um, like, story beats from this game. So, like, they think that because Rose's tears created the curse, Rose's tears are the only thing that can break the curse. Well, you know, we've all played The Witcher. That's how this shit works. Correct. So they think they have to make uh, Rose cry uh, to break the curse. And so, like... (sighs) thinking about it in my head you have this uh this scene with with rose's favorite toy which is this elephant and they're they 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 tell the toy ahead of time they're like hey we're going to have to hurt you like really bad and the the elephant's like no why why would you do this to me why and like you start chasing <laughs> the elephant around and the elephant's like no please please don't don't hurt me i want to live please don't and <laughs>
1: you have to kill it you have to kill it you well, can't avoid killing it
0: Yeah, eventually you rip its leg off and it like screams. And when I said shock value early in the episode, this is what I was talking about because this elephant is screaming and like right in that moment, this is as close to an emotional moment that this game ever approaches in my opinion (laughs) because like the the elephant's super cute, the voice for the elephant's super cute and it's literally begging for its life as you like Cody and May are like gleefully chasing after it and like-
1: Yeah. No secondary thoughts. I mean, they're here. Yeah. they're
0: apologizing while they're doing it, but they're like, "No, you, motherfucker, you gotta go, elephant yeah. girl," and they rip its leg off. It's like screaming and crying. The and stuffing stuff.
1: is coming out like blood. Like yeah. it's it's begging you not to torture and kill yeah. <laughs> it. And you have to like push it off a cliff, and it like its its hands like are hanging over the edge. And you got to like kick its fucking hands off. Yeah, it's dude.
0: like grabbing on the edge of the thing, and you have to like step on its hands <laughs> no, and, like don't no, get.
1: Down there, yeah, no, you die. You die now. My favorite part is like they're, they're <laughs> my favorite part of that scene is like they're, like, yes, clearly we have to use our daughter's tears to reverse this. Let's destroy her favorite stuffed animal so that when she Let's... sees it, <laughs> she'll cry. And then she sees the stuffed animal after they've tortured and killed it. Uh, and the daughter starts crying and they go under her tears and they're like, Cartman. Like at the end of the Scott Tedman episode, they're <laughs> like, "Oh yes, the tears of unfathomable sadness. Oh, Rose, your tears yeah. are delicious. Yes, ah, uh, yummy." And they're just like bathing in their daughter's <laughs> tears, like celebrating sexually. Yeah, right, exactly. They're and,
0: celebrating like this and, traumatic experience for their daughter. And
1: Nothing happens, <laughs> and like, nothing it, happens it does not work. And they're just they're they're like Cody's like three seconds away from jacking off like you know it, they're, they're so happy that they've destroyed something she loves that was one of the like i'll tell you that that whole scene with torturing and <laughs> killing that animal up to bathing in their daughter's tears that was the best part of the story five like it was, it was literally like me and david playing this game like no this is it. they're not gonna make us torture and kill this elephant are they and then they did and me and dave we're video gamers. We did not hesitate. We're like, mom, this is clearly what we have to do. No emotions here, bro. Let's kill that fucking elephant. Dude, yeah. Well, that was wild. It, that was so out of place.
0: This, this is my favorite story part of the game because it's the only time in the game that I felt anything other than contempt <laughs> for Dr. Hakeem. It's the <laughs> only time this game ever made me feel anything, and it was shock value, at the beginning because you're literally like this elephant's begging for its life. Like the fucking cartel is cutting she off. Welcomes its fingers you and, into her home. Yeah.
1: and she's a queen. Like, yeah. Oh, hello. I know who you guys are. You're roses. It's it like
0: episode one of Ozark. And you, <laughs> so like you, that's, so you have this moment, right? With the elephant, you're like joyfully bathing in the tears of your daughter, uh, celebrating the fact that you just, <laughs> made your daughter cry so hard and then it's over that they're like that scene doesn't work doctor hakeem swiftly pulls them onto that relationship couch they never talk about that scene ever again rose never says anything about the elephant ever again like there's like 7 hours of game after that and it is never brought up again the only moment that has any kind of like emotion in it in the entire game never talked about Ever again. They don't say, like, when they see Rose at the end, they don't say like, hey, uh, you know, we'll get you a new elephant there.
1: Sorry about your elephant, dude. No, and I actually like, you know what? I'm gonna say that's like a brilliant storytelling technique where they're like, No, no, no. We want you to hold what you did forever. There is no resolution. You tortured and killed something innocent, and you have to live with that. But there's no repercussions. They, like, right? There's they, no. They there's did. no
0: repercussions. There's no like, reference it of it me ever feel again. Bad
1: as a player,
0: they don't. As and even as I remember. They don't ever say to each other like, "Wow, that was messed up." Or like, up. <laughs> "Wow, maybe we shouldn't have done that." Or like, "Wow, well, maybe there's another way other than like basically torturing our daughter into yeah. making her yeah. cry." They they never say anything like that. So as a story beat, it's not good, but the shock value in the moment was like very it, like I said, the only time I felt anything uh like approaching a real emotion while playing this other than laughing at Dr. Hakim.
1: <laughs> Their attitude is I'll torture and kill a million elephants if it means I can get back to my real body. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's so wild. Uh
0: so you go to uh therapy with Dr. Hakim, which sounds like my version of hell. Uh Health, where yeah. Dr. Hakim gives um gives the characters uh some very sagely and um important uh very New and interesting, and like you know, they're very thought-provoking relationship advice. So you ready for this, Aaron? So
1: hold on, let me sit down. Okay, yeah. I'm
0: good. Make, su- make sure you're sitting down. Uh Everyone else listening to this, make sure you're sitting <laughs> I'm down. So I'm gonna though. blow your I'm gonna blow your fucking mind with like relationship advice here. Okay, step one: work together.
1: I don't, un- I don't
0: understand that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So step one: working together because a relationship requires collaboration. He said that so many times dude. Cuz it's a co-op game, Aaron, you you and I are collaborating.
1: Like Cody and May should be
0: collaborating.
1: You get What's it? What's weird is me and Dave have a healthier sexual relationship than Cody and May do. That's that's very true. <laughs> that's why <wild. laughs>
0: Uh okay, step number 2. Okay, relationship advice number 2. Make time for each other. Mhm.
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, like I've never had a wife, but I can't imagine that's important.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh we basically just live our lives in separate rooms. Never do anything. <laughs> separate twin beds. This is uh this is the part too, where you you find out that like Cody, Cody's mad that May is at work all day long and she, you know, doesn't do a whole lot around the house, but, but Cody doesn't have a job. He's literally at home all day long. And he does, nothing. <laughs> he does literally nothing, but he's <laughs> mad at her for being gone all the time. This I'm isn't
1: making money.
0: <laughs> yeah. Even when, even when Rose is like s- probably at school, you know, I don't know what the fuck Cody's doing. He's not like doing his hobbies or anything. Cause they, that's a point they talk about in the game, how he let his hobbies slip. Uh, he's not working out. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: well, they make him fat as a doll. He's that's not true. fat. His his
0: doll version's way you know, fatter than what, his real version. I
1: mean, like half the levels are explained as, oh yeah, I built this with Rose. Like Cody spends all of his free time like building stuff for Rose. That's that's what he does. Like right. all like like half the levels are he's like, oh yeah, this is my greenhouse that I forgot, or oh yeah, me and her built this really intricate fucking snow palace like in her room you know well that was a snow
0: globe in the uh in that level it was inside I remember of a snow it globe. that way no but, he's, right. he's right um yeah so like we had that moment which is it's it's just another like thing where i'm like these characters kind of suck like cody of course mm-hmm. may is gone all the time you you live in like an expensive country and she's the only one that has a job she's an like,
1: engineer bro Of course, she's like, gone all the you- time fucking this up you get to stay at home while your wife pays for everything All you gotta do is hang out with your kid and upkeep like a fucking greenhouse like how how big of a piece of shit are you i'll tell <laughs> exactly. you what really? cody's a fucking stoner right and that's why he doesn't get anything done probably
0: uh, okay so number three uh tip for a healthy relationship attraction you must be attracted to each other so Yeah. That's a really anyone out there in a relationship, make sure you're attracted to the person you're in a relationship with wise wisdom from Dr. Hakeem. Um, and that's a magnet level, uh, because attraction, of course, nice, Um, nice. Like I'm not going to shit on them for making that like, they're not, I don't think they're going for a deep metaphor here and the magnets were fun. So I don't think that's bad. Um, the last one they said is passion, which I thought was going to go into like, okay, we we did all this stuff. Now we're going to talk about sexual now, stuff. Now it's
1: time for the fuck level. Hell Cody, yeah.
0: Cody <laughs> let's see that. Let's see that clay penis you got going on on your doll. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, What are you working with? How mad may is really,
0: you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, it's a, uh, it's following your passions. Um, Cody's level for this was really cool. That's the uh, garden level where you have to stealth Honestly, past the moles.
1: Probably my favorite level. I lo- it's I really had a lot good. Of
0: yeah, and this is this is something that a lot of games uh, that is not fun in a lot of games when games that are not stealth games have stealth levels uh, usually sucks. Zelda N sixty four Zelda games it's it's horrible. Um, but this is really awesome because the way they do the co op mechanics was cool. Like. Uh, Cody could turn into like a, a moving patch of grass that could muffle your sound and there's a sound meter. And then May has to keep up with the the grass as Cody moves. It's a really good
1: yeah, and I got to tell you, it's playing Cody like my favorite power that he got. So at the end, you're basically fighting like this giant plant that Cody has like neglected and it's turned into like this evil plant. And one of its uh one of Cody's powers throughout the levels, he can constantly turn into plants whether it's a patch of grass or the cactus thing from Plants vs Zombies with the guns right. attached to it. During the boss fight, one of the things the plant does to like deter you is like the plant will turn Cody into different like fruits or vegetables. So, and you have to like roll into things to uh, beat the plant. But the first time like the plant did that and he turned my character into a tomato,
0: yeah, I sh- we busted I, I the fuck out laughing. It, Bro, it was, that was so funny, so
1: fucking funny, dude. And the 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 <laughs> physics and like the animation with me just rolling around as like a tomato. And then they turn you to potato and then a lime, like you know. And it's all basically the same thing, uh, but that was so funny and that was such an interesting like mechanic to put into that boss fight. <laughs> that you know what you asked me earlier. That's the best level, you know. And I and really I know level like has like, okay, so May's the important one here, or like Cody's the important one here. That level where uh that that level with the greenhouse where you get where it gives Cody the powers to like basically turn into different plants was hella fun for me uh playing as Cody through the whole game. That that was that was very, very cool.
0: That's also the level where you get to ride on those spiders for like, I don't know, like oh five minutes God. and the frogs. It, and and the, the frogs.
1: Frogs, bro Listen, anybody who doesn't know uh, at Baron Von Engel on Instagram doesn't know how much I love fucking frogs. Yeah. And you, uh, aside from like Ark, right, where you can get a giant frog as like a mount, the best frog physics in any game by <laughs> the <part. laughs> <laughs> The frog physics were insane. I uh, hate how they gave one a French accent and one like a New York accent like that was fucking uh, stupid. Yeah. Frogs can't talk, bro uh but yeah like being able to like hop around on a frog and solve puzzles on the back of a frog to me like chef kiss like that was it. the that was the cherry on top of that whole fucking level
0: you heard it here first it takes two 2021 game awards winner best frog physics
1: uh, i mean since Ark, dude
0: <laughs> that was super cool though and like anyone listening there's no way for you to imagine in your head how excited Aaron was when he saw the frogs. Like he he oh gasped God. audibly. Uh,
1: yeah, he, I, I I feel like I did.
0: You did. You did like a. <gasps> oh, while the story's going on like this. By the way, Aaron, um, remember that like Cody and May are just like passed the fuck out in the house this whole time, like. Their consciousness went into these dolls and they're like their physical bodies are just like passed the fuck out. And Rose is like not alarmed by the fact that like mom and dad cannot be woken up. Like mom's passed out on the couch, like maybe not breathing. And Rose is just like, Oh yeah, mommy's asleep on the couch. yeah, exactly. She's been passed the fuck out for like nine and a half hours. And Rose is like, no, everything's cool. Let me go look for that snow globe.
1: You know, it, there, there is nothing that's like, oh, my God, my parents have been asleep for a really long time. Something weird's going on here. They literally have wrote like they, they do. And this is why Rose is such a fucking stupid character. They do not have her question anything that's going on with her parents throughout the entire game, even though right. the game is, you know, 12 to 15 hours like. That's why, to me, it's got to be like, yo, this game took place over the course of like 45 minutes because it makes no sense that Rose was not bothered, that her parents weren't waking
0: up. I don't know. I was, uh, yeah, I was kind of like paying attention to like lighting changes to see like, okay, is it in the evening now and mom is still passed out on the couch like she, I don't know. That
1: was 20 minutes, dude. That was a nap.
0: But uh, yeah, like you said, Rose like goes and bothers them and she doesn't wake up and she's a little kid. She's not like. She's not 19. Like, she's not right. going to be like, oh, mom's asleep. Cool. I'm going to go, like, do my own thing. <laughs> she's so a little fun. kid. Like, she she would be like, wait, why Why is mommy not waking up? She doesn't do any of that. She's just like, oh, okay, I'm going to go, like, play in the shed some more.
1: And, and and I can, like, like you know, defend that by saying, like, oh, she's already, like, on pins and needles with their relationship. Maybe she just, like, wants to leave them alone. But she, like, legit, like, like. She, she legit puts like a vinyl recorder like in front of one of them I don't remember <laughs> who and plays the song at full blast and they don't wake up yeah Zero. and i'm like she, 95% sure Cody's sleeping in an upright position like on he like is a, in his in his desk chair, chair upstairs yeah. he's just sleeping sitting up <laughs> how often have you seen somebody sleep dave where they're sitting in a full upright position
0: literally <laughs> like never. with good not like slouched over in a chair like oh, they like, like they passed out he's yeah, yep. he's sitting. He's he's sleeping with great posture in
1: this yeah. chair. Yeah, no, no question in her mind. Like she's smart enough to cast a magic spell. She's not smart enough to realize that's weird. Okay. Yeah.
0: So anyway, um, the last uh, the last thing, the last level is that music level, which we talked about. It's really really cool, like we talked about. Even though I don't like the um, I don't like the voice thing that May does, and I don't like the song that she's singing. They. I oh my god. portray her as like this, you know, this hidden talent of singing that she's just too shy to do, but she's actually a, a really good singer and like yeah, it's a she has a nice voice. The song they make her sing is really bad. Like I really didn't like it.
1: Words. Yeah. it. Yeah, just it's and that's it. That's it. That's the whole song. Dave, remember that? That's exactly right. I didn't even remember the uh, part. So what I will say to play devil's advocate is if you're trying to like establish that connection with how Cody is impressed with her and, and that's like a catalyst to them getting back together, it would make a little bit of sense that she isn't the best singer and cody loves her voice regardless and i can understand that but they do not present that to you what they are saying in the game is like no what you don't understand is like may's like the best singer and this is the best song like this is not stairway to heaven this is not bohemian rhapsody this is not a song by the weekend which i made (laughs) jokes while we were playing that level doesn't matter but like they they set this up like no you have no idea this is going to be the biggest song of all time and it's great and then she just is like ah oh, like the little mermaid right and then and it's and, and, and it's fucking terrible dude yeah
0: so yeah i get it like cody thinks that his wife is a good singer and even if she doesn't sound like you know fucking like uh Mariah Carey or something cool like she has a decent voice that that part's cool i i get it he's they're now at the point where they're supporting each other. So that's cool. But like the song is bad. Like make a song that has a, a like a nice melody to it. It's a, it's not a good song in my opinion. Anyway, uh, the real issue that I have here is that this is the end of the game. This is what makes them come back together. This, these last two levels are about Cody discovering his passion, which is gardening And May rediscovering her passion for singing. And that is the thing that helps them get back together. Not any shared experience that they've had, not any like, you know, they don't have any conversations about the state of their relationship or the reason they got the way they are. Never talk about that. But... Now Cody's like, actually, May, you're a good singer. You should sing. And May's like, wow, Cody, you made this greenhouse, and that's the thing that's going to fix their relationship, even though they never, ever have a deep conversation about why their relationship got the way it is, what their feelings are about the state of their relationship. They never, ever talk about that. But they're like, the thing that brings them together to have the kiss, which breaks the curse, is... Cody is supporting May. May gets up on stage in front of these, this disembodied orchestra and she goes, "Ah," (laughs) and then they kiss. And that's the thing that fixes their relationship.
1: And what's also like, I think a little problematic is like with Cody's level, it never really like his passion level with the garden. It never really seems like there's that kind of moment in his level where like May realizes like why she loves Cody and in may's level where she sings it seems like that's the level where cody rediscovers his love for may which is which is fine but i i don't think there's that shared moment in cody's level where she has that like oh right he's like a he creates life and shit like that like there there's never that moment for may for cody that like says like okay like things are on the mend but it's like the minute may starts singing cody's like you know what I remember that's why I girl. fell in love with her. Yeah, yeah that's my girl right, now. there. Yeah. There's there's never that moment for Cody from May which is really like 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 I like I said if you're putting the story together like that and they're rediscovering their passions and their passions are the catalyst for like why they remember they love each other. I really don't remember May ever being like, "Oh yeah, this this garden that Cody cultivated like really makes me remember that he's actually a great guy." But the yeah. minute she starts singing Cody's like oh, you know what? I love this chick because like she's an artist even though nobody else sees it, I do. You know, there's never that moment for Cody. I don't mm-hmm. mean to sound like an incel here, but like if we're trying <laughs> to make this if we're trying to make this equivalent, you, you know, both levels equivalent, there's never that moment for Cody from May ever. And again, and if you want to talk about this, this is cool. After the gameplay is over, they literally do not talk about what happened while they yeah. were doing that there's almost zero resolution to this yeah. story like may story ends they kiss and then they don't like are they going to get back together is that the thing may sings. we'll, we'll get
0: there real quick so like sure. Go ahead. part of the reason i think that i so part of the reason i think they don't reach these Understandings in like conversation with each other is because Dr. Hakim pops up every time they're about to have a connective moment.
1: Like a, like a human moment.
0: So, like, I know that during that last kiss, they're like slowly moving toward each other for this last kiss. I would have bet almost anything that Dr. Hakeem was going to come in and be like,
1: hey, you did it, guys. Congratulations. <laughs> you discovered the, that the uh, answer is a kiss, which you could have discovered five minutes into the story.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, so I was expecting Dr. Hakeem to interrupt like he always does, uh, but he doesn't. Uh, so they kiss, they wake up in their real bodies, they reunite, And during those last levels, you've been looking for these four pieces of a letter. You find the letter in the house, it's a letter from Rose um, apologizing for ruining their relationship. Basically, like, blaming herself uh, for this. And I didn't think this in the moment, but as I was thinking after the game, because I'm like you, I thought the ending sucked. And I was thinking, like, okay, now... They're finally getting to some kind of emotional, like interpersonal thing where their child blames themselves because they think it's their fault they're getting a divorce. Now we're getting somewhere with the story, right? So Rose runs away and she's out at the bus stop, which is like 15 feet away from their house. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, my God, dude. oh, my God,
1: dude. oh no, she's running away. Thank God we can walk there.
0: Yeah, so they're... You think that like they're going to reach her and they're going to have this deep conversation about like what mom and dad have learned about this during this experience. We've learned a lot about, you know, our relationship and we're sorry that it affected you this way. And we promise you it's never it's not your fault. And they're going to have this touching conversation. But they literally go to Rose. Uh, Rose says, it's my fault. And they go, no, honey, it's not your fault. And then Rose goes, okay, let's go yeah, t- home. And then they <laughs> yeah. go home and the game's over. That's
1: the end of the game. Yeah. And I think it's like a really like stupid trope for the most part. Like having like, <clears throat> excuse me, like having like a, a, a kid in a, like like having a kid who is a product of divorce, like blaming themselves. Like, okay, so like I get it. But like for the most part I find that they don't really do that very well and I and I think that likens back to like, you know, sometimes divorce isn't like actually a bad option. But like the fact that they spent so much time in the game, like establishing the hatred they have for each other, they really they did a really, really poor job of like coming to some sort of uh, resolution. Like at the end of the game, like, okay, cool, like we had this moment and we kissed, but now we're back in real life. And I know me and Dave talked about this and I'm like that really just doesn't seem like enough. Like, I feel like if I was Cody or if I was May, once we got back to real life, nothing happened like in the story that could make me change my opinion. Yeah.
0: Everything that happened in the like story, everything that leads them to that kiss that, you know, breaks the spell and is it's gonna bring them back together. All of those things happened in magical fantasy land. None of those things happened in the real world with things that like affect the real world problems that they were having. Yeah, they're gonna like right. support each other in their passions to sing, but like Cody's still not gonna get a job. May's still yeah. gonna be gone all the time. Like they never they never resolve any of the things they like how many times did they say sorry to each other in the game? Like they never say like oh yeah maybe when you as far as I remember
1: like a weird little cut dialogue like oh, sorry for dropping that platform on you right there, or there, like there's literally but, no they do not talk about their relationship after they get they out never, of that thing it's it's never like
0: all. you know hey May like you know. I'm sorry I got mad at you for being gone all the time. It's not your fault. You're the only person in the house with a job and that you need to make money and support the family. Like, so I'm sorry I was being shitty. I'm going to, you know, work on that and I I promise I'm going to try to be a better person in that regard. There is never a conversation like that in this game and it's it's I feel like maybe they would have gotten there but Dr. Hakim's always popping up to, yep. you know, congratulate them for solving the latest fantasy puzzle and stuff like that it's actually completely out of the game man yeah yeah it's it's, it's silly yeah i i think it's like like since in my opinion they didn't actually get to the root of any issue that they have they just like oh yes we are married we should work together of course but like you can hear that and they had the motivation to do that so they could literally get their real bodies back and not be stuck in this like magical hellscape anymore. But like now they have their real bodies back. Like you said, I, they're for sure breaking up. They didn't fix their relationship. They just got their bodies back
1: no and 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 that was kind of the thing like there was literally never a point in the story aside from being like oh hey that was really cool you did that or hey uh, good job like you, you did a really good job on that it was literally like hey we're trying to get out of these bodies and we're telling dr hakim over and over again that nothing is gonna work and do, there's they no they do
0: say like they'll, so like when they do something cool in the game they will say like hey cody nice shot or like you know uh yeah, hey, yeah, thanks for lifting that up. Or like, wow, Cody, that was a good, you know nice game <laughs> or something yeah. like that. But it, yeah, it's it's they they don't come to any kind of like interpersonal, you know, good feel moment until the very end of the game, and they're it's really just like they're kind of supporting each other's like you know, passion for singing or something like that. The the levels where it's like, you know, you need to work together. They're like, Yes, we learned we need to work together so we could finish your your fucked up challenge, Dr.
1: Hakeem. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We I mean we, we need to get back to our real bodies, otherwise our child is gonna starve. So like yeah, we yeah, need to yeah. <laughs> we need get to get back
1: up at a bus station in Dallas and it's all <laughs> over from there.
0: Yeah. Rose was like about to get on the bus to go just I don't know, fucking live behind a Kmart somewhere.
1: (laughs) At seven. They'll sell you an apartment in uh, Ohio at seven. They don't care. Hell yeah.
0: So anyway, like, that's my thoughts about the story. It's basically they had a couple of chances, I think, where they could have had a very deep moment, uh, moments of understanding, moments of communication between them, Uh, after they realized that like killing the elephant wasn't going to fix the curse, they could have had a heart-to-heart moment, but Dr. Hakeem comes up and interrupts it. And then at the end, they could have had a a heart-to-heart moment where they're like, oh, shit, what we did is clearly affecting our daughter. She thinks it's her fault. But the game ends. Like, from the moment you get that note that says Rose thinks it's her fault until the end of the game, it's like three minutes. It's incredibly fast how game how quickly it ends
1: yeah and i'll say like if there's any impression that i'm left with with like may and cody like mending their relationship it's like oh, okay the game's over they're probably gonna be like really good about being cordial in front of each other uh, when they're switching visitation in the future that's what this story led me to. <laughs> they're getting back together but uh, like they won't fight in front of rose when right he's, so they don't get fucking transmogrified off. anymore <laughs> yeah they're like, you know what like if it means i don't have to talk to that book anymore you and i will be nice to each other when i'm dropping her off at your bachelor pad this weekend
0: so they uh, they did say at the end of the game dr hakeem was found in the trash at school uh, that's where Rose got the book. <laughs> she said she found it in the trash at school. And I immediately thought like, that's very fitting that someone thought it was good to throw this book away.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, weird. Like, I really want to think about like why him being in the trash is a metaphor for anything, but really it's because he's a trash fuck. <laughs>
0: really? Because he belongs in the trash. That's why. <laughs> yeah. So Oh man, Uh, I I think we're we're just starting to repeat ourselves at this point. And like I did, I did go on a few rants about the story, though. uh, I think the story is really bad, and uh, you know this. I think this is one of the first times on the show that I've gone
1: on a full rant about something disliking a part of it yeah like I I I feel the same way here like I've only been on a couple of episodes but this is the first time I've been on episode where I'm like okay I have negative things to say about this game that I'm like actually fairly passionate about I have very specific negative things to say
0: about some of the games that I play but none that are so core to like the experience of playing a video game as the story and this is the first story I've covered on the game that I think is like outright terrible so Yeah, and
1: I f- I feel like yeah. Dave and I are like kind of the same gamer. Like something like a really bad story will completely take me out of something. And I feel like Dave to a degree is probably the same way. The fact that we were able to like stick with this game through something as awful as that, uh, leads to two things. One, it's because me and Dave like were able to like make it funny because we weren't really paying attention. And two, I think it really speaks to how much fun this game is to play. Because yeah, as sure. much as we're gonna shit on it. It, you you have to play this game. It, it is, it is a lot of fun and I would yeah. recommend it to anybody
0: through all of those complaints that I just made. And I tried to, I mean, I talked so much sugar about the gameplay and how good the gameplay is. It just, it's a testament to how good the gameplay is because playing a game that has an actively bad story is not, is usually not something that I'll push through, but this, uh, this game was just so much fun we could kind of just, okay, Dr. Hakim's going to talk about how a married couple needs to talk to each other. Cool. Like I have heard that literally everywhere. I've ever heard any type of relationship advice. I don't need to listen to Dr. Hakeem yell yeah. about it. So me and Aaron are just going to do the Dr. Hakeem voice to each other. We're going to have fun and then we'll get to the gameplay and we're going to have more fun. So I do recommend this game. Aaron, are you going to play the next game that this guy makes uh, whatever it is?
1: Uh, i mean like maybe like i I didn't play any of his previous games mainly because like i i don't just like like it's like you said earlier man it's hard to schedule time every time any of the people that i regularly play video games with like it's hard to even still it's hard to match up those times with so what i will say is like if it looks interesting and my good friend david jackson is willing to play it with me yeah sure i'll play it like i i feel like uh i would like to see what he does next all
0: right well okay so number one you should play brothers because that game is is really really good you can get it for like five dollars or and also you can play it by yourself you don't have to play it co-op you can play by yourself uh, which is is good uh, and you'll get the emotional payoff either way i think um, not Fair. to go too far nothing into but, it. Nah, I've heard nothing but good yeah. things. Brothers is good. I will, I'll definitely play the next game that this company makes because I, I, I'm fairly confident now that it's going to be really fun to play and I find it hard that they're going to swing and miss so hard on the story twice in a row. Can't get worse. If they're, Actually, I shouldn't say I was going to say, like, I can't imagine a topic that they would cover that they would cover so poorly. But there are so many topics that they could cover with, you know, with poor perspective.
1: And how they dealt with that was by a book with a fucking Spanish accent. A super (laughs) racist book. So I'm like, no, no, maybe next they'll do like. Like war torn families. Ugh, yeah, God. exactly. Right, and mind, it's it's it. going to be. <laughs> it's it's going to be. Never uh, mind. that Sounds awesome. Maybe they'll have a German book in this one. Yeah,
0: probably shouldn't make make any war examples right now with the state of how things are. But anyway, Aaron, dude, thanks for coming on the show. N- number one, thanks for uh, helping me play It Takes Two and playing it with me. It was a really good time playing it. But uh, and also, thanks for coming on the show to talk with me about it.
1: Yeah, and and I'll say, Dave, there are very few people I would have rather played through it with this, uh, than you, uh, simply because I know everything I say, you're gonna laugh out, and everything you say, I'm gonna laugh at. <laughs> so it, it made it a lot easier than playing it through with somebody who's like, go like if you're going in like closed minded to this game, you're not gonna enjoy it. I know you've shit on it a lot, but like if you play it with somebody that's that's a good friend of yours. You'll have a lot of fun. Like Dave made it very easy to get through this game sometimes. That's right. Yeah.
0: Should we introduce a Dr. Hakeem tip of the week on the podcast?
1: (laughs) I shouldn't say what I want to say, but (laughs) I think we should relegate the Dr. Hakeem voice to this specific episode. (laughs) That's true. And then forget about it the rest of our lives. Drop it in the ocean. I do away. want
0: people to continue to listen to this show, so I think I will retire the Doctor Hakeem voice when this episode's listen. over.
1: Yep, yeah. and you know, pray to God that fucking he doesn't bring that fucking book back for the next game.
0: Oh God, it takes it takes two two. It
1: takes three. It takes and three. And it's about it, 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 it,
0: it <laughs> takes three, and it's about a it's yeah, it's about a a, a polyamorous relationship with Cody May and Doctor Hakeem.
1: <laughs> They're a mariachi band.
0: <laughs> uh all right. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh one more time check the episode description for um Oh, links to uh, social media pages for the podcast. And again, if you've enjoyed listening to this episode, if this episode has uh, helped you um, kind of think about It Takes Two in a different way, or if you agree with us, or I mean, even if you disagree, if you like this story, uh, if this episode was helpful for you, please consider leaving a rating and review on your platform of choice. So uh, yeah, everybody tune in next time for the next game that comes out of the backlog.
1: Buenas noches!